Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I am James Haskell, along with my co-host, Glenn Martin, and DK mm-hmm. in the background, running the show. We are here on a Friday night, a few days before Christmas, a few days before the Monday night showdown of the Baltimore Ravens versus the 40, the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Glenn, how's your week been? Y'all ready for Christmas? Oh, man. So ready. Can't wait. I mean, th- what a weekend we have. We got two games tomorrow. Got a Bengals-Stillers matchup tomorrow. And then mm-hmm. the Bills-Chargers nightcap. Then an all-day slate of games on Sunday. And, of course, the nightcap. Christmas night, 8 o'clock. Ravens-Niners. Two 11-3 teams trying to prove who's the best, at least as they're currently uh, standing. And... Man, I, I know the Ravens have a tall task with the travel, and it's it's always it's tough when you you know you have to be away from your family on Christmas night. But I don't know, man. I got a good feeling about this team that this team is the the right one to take take what they've been doing at home and 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 what they've been doing on this side of the country. Take it across to the other side and and let these guys know in Santa Clara what we're all about in AFC North. That's right. We all know that two things travel. Everyone's always talked about it, right? That is the run game and the defense, and we're gonna pack them along with Lamar Jackson, along with a lot of mental toughness, and get right into this game. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to break it down. Uh, let's do so here. Uh, let's start off, av- of course, as always, with some injury uh, information. Let's see here. Oh, uh, DK is going to put up the 49ers injury report first. I think there are some important mm-hmm. names. Everyone's talking about how healthy the 49ers are, and good for them. I'm happy uh, that they're healthy. But Eric Armstead did not practice today. Big one. Yeah, huge. Uh, and then who's the other guy up front on the defensive line? Uh, Hargrave. Uh, Hargrave. Uh, another guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he's probably going to go if he practiced limited today. Yep. But, um, you know, we'll see what he ends up being. I'm sure there's some other names on here that I'm probably missing. But to me, those are the first two. I mean, Nick Bosa's on here, but he's going to play. Um, yep. Are there any other names on here that uh, you, you know, are are – questioning whether or not they're going to play like Trent Williams on here. He's going to play obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think you pointed out the two big ones. Eric yeah. Armstead would be a huge loss for them. They, it, he, he is good at, at not just the pass, uh, which, which he's certainly impactful there, but also a great run defender. Having Hargrave out there would also, uh, would also be a big get for them because he helps clog it up in the interior. And if we guys, if you guys remember, don't just look at the final score of that Arizona game last week. Arizona ran all over these guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, getting those two back will be big. It looks like J- Javon Hargrave has a has a good shot to play. When anytime you see a participation in practice, it's you know you're leaning towards him to play. But Armstead, no practice so far is is bad news for him. Now mm-hmm. Jawan Jennings also in the concussion protocol did not yep. participate yet to this point. Not one of the big sexy names at wide right. receiver like Debo and Brandon Ayuk, but still a, a solid kind of like they're they're Aguilar. They still mm-hmm. s- still can make big plays, still can move the chains and and catch a touchdown. So that's still a big loss for him. But everyone else looks like they're on track to get out there. Yeah. So certainly uh, some opportunities from for the Baltimore Ravens to exploit some injuries that the Niners have been having. And I don't mean that in that they should be injured, and I'm excited for them to be injured. But this is the nature of football and where we're at in the season. So you take advantage where they have weaknesses. Uh, DK, do you have the Ravens uh, injury report? Okay, cool. We're going to pop up the, a- a- the Ravens injury report. That's all we're really focused on, ladies and gentlemen, because all we're the worried about is us. Mm-hmm, all mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. us. All right, what's yeah, that, and, and Jimbo, we had there was a bit of an early week scare because they, 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 they spotted Zay Flowers, uh, mm-hmm. what I heard, in a walking boot uh, in the early part of the week. <laughs> but 
luckily it seems like it was just precautionary uh and and so he's back out there full participation in mm, today's practice like that. uh and he did even get a limited session in on thursday so it looked like it was purely you know just uh trying to make sure you're better safe than sorry and you'd be extra careful odell beckham also missed practice on thursday had an illness back to full participation on friday so the only one on here that has me concerned as far as may not play who i think could be a key a key loss is is arthur mallette and the reason i say is because he gets in a limited session thursday and then goes to dnp on friday yeah it's not a good progression it's not good and and look he's been a big important part in the slot for us this year super physical player and totally kind of turned around a disappointing year last year with the mm -hmm. with the Steelers and and was a big time player for us up to this point so let's hope that he can get out there but if not the good thing is you know we, we do have some depth there at that position isn't and, it, hmm? I was gonna say isn't crazy how cornerbacks go to the go to Pittsburgh to die these days like isn't uh Patrick Peterson there like has anyone heard anything mm -hmm. about Patrick Peterson this year nothing good <laughs> I don't know if he's I don't even know if he's injured is he injured I don't is he think playing? so I, think I he's mean playing. And I, I think of, you know, some other guys, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, you know, obviously, like you said, we'll see what Zay looks like in mm -hmm. his game. But, I mean, wasn't I saw him on Lamar's Instagram. Wasn't he on Lamar's Instagram? It looked like he was yeah. walking normal and yeah, everything was good. So He's, dude, how old is he? Yeah, he's like 12. Come on. Right? How long does it take you to heal at that age? I mean, yeah, what yeah, are we yeah. talking about here? So, yeah. no, yeah, you're like Wolverine at that age. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Uh, uh, and hopefully he can. You know, he'll be able to play at 100%. But um, so, look, both teams have their nicks. The Ravens obviously have a, a number of uh, season-ending injuries that, uh, you know, we're, we're not even here to talk about. And we're not here to make excuses for either. We're yeah. coming with our squad and, and looking forward to it. Um, so, all that being said, Glenn, um, let's uh, – should we should we talk about our guests real quick before we get into these matchups? Should we roll right into the matchups? Yeah, I mean, we do have a guest coming up pretty soon. Uh, Diehard Niners fan, uh, actually a buddy of mine and, and, and James here, and certainly knows his stuff. We're going to have him on to get a little bit of a, a perspective from from the other side, get a little San Francisco perspective, and just make sure uh, you guys are really mean to him. In the yeah, chat. definitely beat him up, <laughs> beat him up, beat him up bad. Pick on him. Uh, let him know what he's in store for coming up this weekend. Um, but yeah, this is going to be, this is, man, I don't know if there's a more anticipated game that I can yeah. remember in quite some time as far as regular season games go. Uh, Jimbo, did you put your, did you put your over your key in? You put your key in? Your key uh, in? Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. I, I put my defensive key in. I didn't put my offensive key in. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> well, um, yeah, let's just jump into this just, preview. Well, let me just ask you one quick question um, mm -hmm. before we get into the preview. Do you think this is like a first take type question? So whatever, take it what you will. It what who who does this win who's this win more important for for both these teams because you know it's not conference play yeah right like which team needs it more yeah that's a good I, I was thinking about that actually driving home today and it's tough because it's it's obviously out of your conference so it's typically not going to factor into unless you're way down the rung as far as tiebreakers if you right. end up tied you know for seeding purposes uh, so I'm gonna say. Man, it's a tough one, man. I, I think it's it, it depends on which way you look at it. Like it, the Niners, I think it's more important because you always want to defend your home turf. You always want to win games at home, and you typically, if you split on the split on the road, win all your games at home, you're almost guaranteed to be in the playoffs. So, from that standpoint, it's it's certainly important. But I think just confidence level and the juggernaut that is the AFC, 
if the Ravens were able to pull this off, they're going to go into the into the playoffs knowing, not thinking, not being pretty sure, but knowing we can beat any team in this daggone league, no matter what. And so I think just from a confidence standpoint, it would mean a lot for the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, but it's always important to defend your home turf. So that's that's a tough question, Jim. But what do you think? Yeah, you know, on on I think that I I hate the question of itself. I think the game does. The win might mean more to the Ravens only because I think ultimately the AFC, uh, the AFC like playoff race race mm-hmm. and I'm gonna might be end up being a little tighter. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that comes to mind for me, just simply for for playoff playoff seating. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, just kind of want to uh, throw that one out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we can we can absolutely get into, uh, into actually really quickly before we get into the matchups as well. Um, should we get into what Flora had to say, or should we wait till later? I have I have it dialed up. You got it queued up. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, I have two videos to dialed up. All right. So, Dang, uh, my man. Have can't bear with me. Have okay. Bear with me. Well, all we right, can let me do this real quick. Let me share my it. screen. Yeah. Because um, I've read right. I read what Florio said, but I didn't hear him say it. So, oh. all right, ladies I'm, and gentlemen, if you haven't seen this, this is Mike Florio talking about the Ravens Niners matchup. Let well, me know. Is he wearing it. a sweater? Can you hear it? Santa Claus? Yeah. Is for second place. That's it. Hold on. Key players are healthy. They're going to kick the shit out of everybody they face. The, the quest is for second place. That's it. As long as those people stay healthy. They're currently healthy. The 49ers kick the shit out of the Ravens Here. on Monday night. I'm sorry. I know that's disrespectful to the Ravens, but let's be realistic. At home, they're going to fly Before across the comment, country I'm gonna on Christmas video. night, and the 49ers are waiting. And the 49ers are going to dismantle the Ravens. And it's not, it's a, if it's a Super Bowl preview, the Super Bowl is <laughs> going to suck because the 49ers, as long as those guys are healthy, they're going to run over everyone. Okay, hold on. Bear with me. And let me share this as well because this is exactly what I thought when I saw this video. And uh, I think that a lot of folks will agree with, with uh, what I had to, with uh, my thoughts here. Just take a look at this. It's wet. It's dark. You've got no cartilage in your knee. You've got shorts, whatever it is that's the issue today. Keep talking. I need you to keep talking about what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. It's warm on the couch. That's Your it. missus says stay in bed. That's it's comfy. Keep talking. It's cozy. I love it, You've got work later keep on. Coming. You had an argument last night. You're slightly that's hungover. It. I know everybody ain't going to do what I'm going to do. So yeah. This is how you level up. I know there's a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. with that right there. That fires me up. That makes me fucking happy what you just said. That brings joy to my life right there. Oh, I love it, dude. I love it. Oh, it just gets me so fired up. I cannot wait for this game, dude. How you feeling about the comments, Glenn? Look, the guy is clearly salty. He's a baby. And let me tell you <laughs> why he's a baby. And you know what? The sad thing is I didn't I like Sims and Florio, but recently Florio just is coming off as a big baby. And let me explain to you why I say that. A couple weeks ago, maybe been last week, he picked against the Ravens. And the Ravens social media team after the game, during their montage of of highlights and, and kind of recapping the game, they included a brief list of a bunch of guys. And it might even be in like quotes, like where they played little snippets of audio. And I think Florio was one of the pieces of audio where he picked against the Ravens. And all they did was include a couple snippets of others, not just him, a bunch of individuals that picked against the Ravens. He took very, very much so personal offense to this. He got offended. He said, hey, Everyone does this. Why are you guys, you know, putting my name in there? Why are you putting their name in there? Da, da, da. So all this is, is him being a huge baby because they put the little snippet of him picking against the Ravens 
and it hurt his feelings. Because why else would this guy go this hard when def- when predicting two 11-3 and three teams? This isn't an 11-3 and three team taking on a 3-11 and 11 team where then you could say they're going to kick the shit out of them. And even if, I mean, it's just the only reason he went that hard is because his feelings were hurt by the Ravens social media team. That's the truth of it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I just kind of wanted to get that one out there because uh, I, I, can't, I can't find myself disagreeing with what you have said, but I, I love all of it. Just bring yeah. all of it, right? At this point, just like mm-hmm. keep it coming because it just, it, at this point, it just fuels me, fuels me, right? Like I'm fueled by your booze. I love it. And, and you know yeah. what? You can't tell me every, anybody who's watched anything on any great athlete, they want any edge they can get. They want anything. They'll even manufacture. If you watch the oh. documentary on Jordan, he uh-huh. just makes shit up uh-huh. to, to make him pissed off at his opponent. Uh-huh. And so just the fact that we don't even have to take it to those lengths, all you got to do is turn on YouTube and you got all the motivation you could ask for. So, right. yeah, man, I, I love to see it. I think Roquan's going to have those boys ready to run through brick walls and rip heads off. So we'll see what Mike Florio has to say come Tuesday, if he's if he's, uh, if he's he's working the day after Christmas. <laughs> all right, with all that being said, Glenn, you want to give your uh, best WWE introduction to uh, our guest today? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so our next guest lifelong diehard Niners fan also happens to be uh, a, a very good friend of uh, mine and Jimbo Slimbo's here uh, but knows his stuff as well and you know what he he wanted to make sure he came on here today to to defend his Niners and uh, so we're going to give him an opportunity now I just asked that everyone in the chat please make sure he knows that he's in Ravens country that he's mm-hmm. he's joining uh, a, a chat that's full of the flock and, and make sure we welcome him accordingly. And uh, let's see here. Let me just make sure. Okay. Oh, we got to get Sean's super chat too. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure we don't miss Sean's super chat. But without any further <laughs> ado, Richard France, welcome to the show. Appreciate you joining us. Look at the red. <laughs> How you doing tonight, sir? I'm all right, man. Appreciate y'all for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I see you prepared. You trimmed the beard. I appreciate that. Uh, make sure you look your best. Um, I appreciate that. But... So first and foremost, I just want to uh, get your take on just kind of like the the build up to the game. Do you think this is um, like a lot of people are calling this the Super Bowl preview? I think even Florio mentioned that. Of course, he said it would be an ass Super Bowl. Um, but I like you, Florio a lot more now. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, 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 I can imagine. But do you agree? Do you look at this as the two best teams currently playing in this game? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the the Niners uh, playing Dallas early, playing Philly early, got them out of there very easily. You know, the (coughs) NFC and then uh, the Ravens. I mean, the AFC to me has looked a lot weaker these last couple weeks with the Ravens being the only strength in the AFC. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. I I definitely it's you know, I definitely think it's a, a Super Bowl preview this week mm, mm. christmas day that's right yeah in fact uh, i think there's a super chat related to such uh dk if you want to throw up that ryan laney uh super chat here um this is a donation to you rich i don't know if it'll get to you but oh uh, god <laughs> so please give this donation to richard now because his christmas i'm surprised he's going to pay <laughs> that's weird <laughs> what shout you say he's surprised he's willing to pay look it's a long story we know ryan laney shout out to laney baby shout uh, out to laney the donation, uh, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned the um, that the, the conferences looked weaker, despite the fact that the Bills absolutely curb stomped the darlings of the NFC, 
uh, in the, in the Cowboys last weekend, and 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 so I'm kind of surprised to hear uh, that you think you think that the AFC is looking weak. Now let me ask yeah, you: the this. Bills is, are the Bills are you know the playoff picture? They're all the way down at the bottom. They're hanging yeah. on by the skin of their teeth. Didn't look all like that down. last weekend. Uh, certainly did not. But so my question is: Are the AFC teams only looking weak when they're playing other AFC teams? I mean, you know, <laughs> it's a solid argument, right? Like, come on. Come on. How do you how do you feel about? I mean, all of these games are different, being that you know the Bengals and the Browns and the Ravens and and the and the Pittsburgh Steelers are all different teams in the AFC North, but the Niners are one and two against the AFC North as it stands right now. Mm-hmm. Any concern about that going into this game, or do you consider each one of them, you know, singular events? Um, or is there something about the physicality of the AFC North that they're struggling with? I wouldn't say that. I mean, it, the Niners, they had a small stretch there. They had a couple injuries. You know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of it <coughs> game plan and, and things like that. I think Shanahan came up a little short in those games. Um, but – there were some injuries, some key injuries for us. We're a team that, that needs to have everybody healthy, um, all our guys ready to go. And uh, we we were just caught off guard a little bit, I think. Cleveland's a tough team. Mm-hmm. A I tough mean, we team. know that. We, split we played them. Cincy. That defense is tough. And when we played Cincy, uh, Burrow and them were just, just catching stride a little bit before he went out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was a long time ago. You know, uh, we've been on a six – Seven game win streak since then. So lost count, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you I mean, something. You only really beat the Eagles, up dubs, you know. Right? I mean? Like, I guess you beat Jacksonville too, but outside of that, it was like Tampa, yeah, Seattle, Seattle, Arizona. Yeah. Beat Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay. I mean, well, let me ask you this, Jim. I mean, uh, uh Richard. What do the Ravens have to do? Like, what do you look at? Like, all right, if the Ravens do this then my Niners are in trouble. What could they do to get that dub? Um, well, defensively, um, just playing how they've been playing all year. Ravens defense is stout, man. You know, um, it'll be the best defense we faced since Cleveland. And to me, they're a lot better than Cleveland. So uh, defensively and then running the ball. Um, Armstead hasn't been around. I, I was watching uh, when you guys first started the show, speaking about the injuries and all. Armstead is a huge part of our rush defense. With him out, um, you know, it leaves you leaves you a little shaky as a Niners fan. Um, if there's one way to beat us, I think it is being able to run the ball, solidify the run game. So if the Ravens are able to run the ball mm-hmm. and um, play the defense that they've been playing, you know, they got a bunch of studs over there. They got the athletes, um, the personnel to play against our players, you know. So, um, I'd say just play the defense that they've been playing and and have a strong run game. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I'll say is that I, I can't disagree with you. If you look at just, macro, you know, the statistics at a macro level for the Niners this year and the three losses you guys do have, of course, McCaffrey was held under 100 yards. Um, so, obviously, I think – from my outside looking in, I think that might be job number one for our defenses. Do the very best to, to bottle them up. But when you look at our offense against your defense, a lot of times when teams are inexperienced playing Lamar Jackson, you know, being that they're not in conference, they get a little overzealous, right? They start to like run past Lamar Jackson instead of play a little bit more contained, being who he is. 
Um, I feel like sometimes that can happen with, I don't know a better phrase for this, but like the thoroughbred out, outside Russia, right? Like the Bosa's, like the, like even the, you know, Miles Garrett, it's different because Miles is much more familiar with Lamar, but how do you feel their success will be in attacking Lamar Jackson, trying to neutralize what he can do? Like, does, does it make you nervous that you don't see him a lot? You know what I mean? He's not in conference. The last time we played was what, that 19 season? Am I, am I mistaken on that? Isn't that the last time we played? Yeah. And I actually, uh, before I got on today, I went back and looked at that game and was shocked. Like, I mean, I forgot about, you know, a lot of that, a lot of the, how that game went and was shocked at how we played. Now, granted, the Ravens uh, ran a different offense then. Yeah. Ran a lot more option style offense and uh, just play after play, time after time, watching our DNs crash down on the running back instead of staying with Lamar. It like shocked me. <coughs> um, the Ravens run a lot, a lot different offense nowadays, obviously. So I don't know. I mean, when we played Philly, I was anxious to see how we played against Jalen. Yeah. You know, um, I know Jalen was kind of banged up at the time and watching the game with Glenn, um, it was, it was blowing me watching how our defensive line was playing, you know, wasn't necessarily rushing. It wasn't until after the game that we found out, you know, the, the reasoning behind that and the, the strategy behind that, but it's definitely, uh, I mean, Lamar's a problem regardless if you match up for him or not. He's going to get his, I think. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just look at last week's game. And although the Niners blew the doors off the, the Cardinals, the Cardinals had nothing. They, they had no answer for the Niners' offense. But on the flip side, James Conner, 14 carries, 86 yards in a tutty. Amari DiMarcado, four carries, 64 yards in a tutty. Kyler he had Murray. a long one at the end. Yeah, he had a 49-yarder. And then yeah. Kyler Murray, six carries, 49 yards, average eight points. So they're, they're runners. James Conner averaged 6.1. DeMarcado averaged 16 a carry. Kyler, 8.2. Even Michael Carter averaged nine a carry Michael on just Cook. three carries. Yeah, and just three carries, th- 27 yards. So it certainly looks like that would be the area the Ravens are going to look to attack. Uh, but also, I want to get your take on this because when I look at this game, I think of, of the middle of the field as being very important to both teams. And 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 I look at the way the Ravens have been using Isaiah Likely since Mark Andrews has been injured. And I go, well, man, he's been a key, he, key cog for us. But then I think, well, Fred Warner's the only linebacker, I think, is in the class of Roquan Smith. And the only guy I can see that can cover nearly as good as Roquan. But then I look in the, at the box score last week. Tight end Trey McBride for the Cardinals. Choo. 10 catches, 102 Choo. yards on 11 targets. Clearly was their focus over the middle of the field. So my question is, is, is what happened in trying to stop Trey McBride? And do you expect Isaiah likely to be a bit of a problem for your boys? Well, I'm a huge fan of Isaiah. I like Isaiah. Super athletics, got some wheels, can run routes, you know, great hands. Um to me, in some some ways, is more dangerous than you, your starting tight end that you guys currently have. You know, if he mm-hmm. if he's available out on the field. Um, but Fred Warner is for how good he's been hasn't been who he's been early in his career. I mean, I don't know the the numbers and all like that. Like, but he hasn't been the same. You know, and um, I mean. We'll have to see, I guess. You know, Drake Greenlaw isn't somebody to sleep on either. He's another really good coverage, physical, um, 
a guy that can move, you know, at the other linebacker position. So, yeah, um, we'll see. Those BYU guys tend to disappoint anyway, so it's kind of how it goes. What's uh, that? Those BYU guys tend to disappoint anyway. That's generally how it goes. Isn't Fred Warner? Is he? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's another question. Knows I have. all of the b okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I do have a question, though, regarding – Um, I, I can't even say that because we got Van Oy. We I better hope that he shows out, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if there's – if anybody, like, psychologically, if this is just a media-driven thing or an actual thing. But if you look at the Niners' wins this year, their closest win was a seven-point win. It was week two against the Rams, right? There haven't been a, a lot of close games. And a right. lot of people say that's awesome. Like, why would you not want to just blow everyone out, right? But I think there's also something to be said about learning how to win in these tight matchups where big decisions at the right moment, at the right time, and big plays and high-pressure moments need to be made, right? So really my question in a million words is, is the team – battle tested in your opinion and that like do they have enough of those under their belt or does that not mean anything and is that just a thing that people say like do you take put any stock in the importance of winning close games uh i mean not really you know it would it'd be awesome too to, for me personally i think it would be good to shut up the 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 purdy haters you know to see purdy in a in a tight game be able to make something happen have that yeah. mvp moment that maybe you know he he might have missed to this point um but outside of that i mean may, you'd like to be a little battle tested i guess i went back and looked at our schedule uh to get myself ready for this show for you guys and um there's a lot of teams and there are a lot of defenses that are not the ravens you know, yeah. nowhere close. And the only team that to me is anywhere close again is Cleveland. And uh, we kind of struggled that game offensively. So um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I don't I don't think it, I don't think it's necessary to to win all these tight games. I mean, there was what was the Vikings last year mm-hmm. um, had like a historic run, right, where they mm-hmm. had like 10, 10 wins with one score games or whatever. That's and, true. It's a good point. It didn't end up yeah. amounting to much of anything. They were one yeah. and done, right? Yeah. 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 Sometimes man. it just makes me think of like, man, I feel like the two na- 2019 season was, we were just blowing the doors of- off of everyone. So I feel like I'm kind of scarred that way. If I'm a Niners fan, I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. the 2019 Ravens were just smashing everyone. And then, you know, things changed in the playoffs, right? Which obviously they're not mm-hmm. related, but in my head, no, you know, I, I go right back to that 19 season. I think no. I think that's it's something to be said to know how to win a close game. Uh, they're all humans; these aren't robots playing. So right. emotions play a part, and right. being able to, to to stiffen up and and not shy away in those big moments, I think, is a learned thing. I don't think it's just something that just happens. Uh, shout out to my nephew Tyler. Says uh, big dog France. Yes, gonna sir. Be a great game. Let's effing go. B Steve Ray. Uh, Beastie Ray, take them boys deep into deep waters. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think he's saying Brandon Stevens, Ray, to take them boys in deep water. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Brandon Stevens is ready to get physical with Debo. He's going to show who's the real Debo in town uh, once he gets lined up against him. But I do want to get your take on this and your confidence level because I was talking to my father, shout out to my dad, uh, about this game. And he said he thinks that this game is going to come down to the kicking game. He thinks a game, oh, the game will God. come down to who – 
has more. <laughs> so I, I I couldn't help but remember we watched the Cleveland game together, and despite <laughs> the fact that most people think they weren't in that game, Purdy did actually put them in position to win the game. Absolutely, Absolutely. and Moody missed the kick, and he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. And on our side, we got the goat. So if it comes down to say a forty-five yard field goal, what's the confidence level that Moody's <laughs> going to make that kick? Because I know where ours is with with Jay Tuck. Is it though? I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been the same as he has in years. What has he got? Four or five misses this year? Something they're like all that? fifty. They're all fifty plus, except for well, one. he's had three blocked. Those. But let me say misses. this. Hey, they he's might like be Dion, in his head a dude. little bit. I don't know. He's like Dion. When they ask him how fast are you, he said how fast the other. Still, guy. the only kicker over ninety percent in NFL history. Is he up there again? He's I'm back over ninety. Over yeah, over for that this year. Yeah, yeah, it's he, gone. He, that was he one had week. It for one week. That took he had one the week. record for one week. <laughs> and then he missed three kicks. He missed three kicks. Ku did. Yeah. Um. So, what do you feel good about Moody making that kick at forty-five yards with the game on the line? I mean, that was a long time ago. At the time, I was telling anybody who wanted to who asked me about it. The, that we need to cut him. Yeah, you're right. If <laughs> you know, cut a Rich was uh, waiting for the call himself. He's like Shanahan. Please uh, get rid of this guy. There's gonna, I my exact words were: there's gonna be a point in time we're gonna need him later in the season, and because of this stuff, because of these misses, this game, he's gonna end up blowing it, and he's gonna ruin this great season we're about to have. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know. I mean. Like Jimmy was saying before, we haven't been in any really tight games. There hasn't been any pressure kicks for him. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's the only one. You yeah. Know? So uh, only one was a miss. Level percentage, I might go seventy-five percent. Mm, okay, I like hearing that. You know? I like hearing the doubt. I'm not the kicker though, so <laughs> I like hearing. Yeah, yeah, but if you have it, then the players have it. And then I think Moody has it as well. How, how yeah. different would you feel about this game if the Niners were traveling to Baltimore? Oh, a lot different. A yeah. lot different. Yeah. Because the spread different. is five and a half right now, right? And you get a three-point right. spot basically for being at home. So right. they're saying that in a neutral field, it would be it would be a two-and-a-half-point game. Right. You, you agree with that? Or do you think the Niners – you know, I mean, do you think the, the, the spread should be more? Uh, I mean, I was talking to Glenn about it. And I think his, if I'm not mistaken, Glenn, your early predictions before the spread came out was four, four and a half. I think it was four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, at that point I was like, I think that's kind of low, but I mean, if you get like, I like the Ravens too, right? I'm from Baltimore. I like the Ravens. They're my number two, you know? Um, but looking at two teams, 11 and three, having that kind of spread, um, a little shocking, I guess. Florio thinks it's to be double digits. Yeah, I like Florio. Wild. Now, Rich, I got to ask you he a question. might be my new Facebook picture after this. <laughs> Is there a possibility you could have attended this game? There was a bunch of possibilities, but I turned them all down. I'm not getting on a plane. Right. I can't do it, man. Right. Hobie died in the air. Anything is possible. It was a helicopter. Still in the air. Look, look, is there any is there any substance that you could legally take that would make you feel looser about flying? I'm not taking anything. I'm not getting on a plane. Oh hurry. Glenn, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you on a plane. You know that, right? I'll get on a plane, especially if someone's willing to pay for it. 
Rich, you're killing me, dude. It's Shout time travel. Pops, man. He, he damn near begged me to take me. I couldn't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, man. Yeah. Well. Still shocks everyone I tell. Everyone I tell. One well, day, right. dude. Well, look, I'm going to let you out of here after this one, Rich. I got to get your prediction on what actually will happen Monday night. All right. Take well, carefully. I got um, know that you'll be at my house. 35, 35, 17 Niners. Damn. Wow. Well, you just wow. said this was a tough defense. Holy shit. Did you just double them up? 17 Niners with a late score by the Ravens to make it look a lot tighter than what it actually is. So basically 35-10. And then they get a late score to make yeah. it 17. Yeah. Wow. Lamar's going to have a couple turnovers. <sighs> Brock Purdy's going to solidify himself as this year's NFL MVP. Because that's how it usually shirt. goes. I'm going to get a shirt made, uh-huh. and it's going to say uh, Lamar who or, or Lamar. Oh, my God. Lamar who nineteen and two with a with a Lamar and a, and a Brian <laughs> Jordan face nineteen and two. You know you know what you know what I love. I love the fact that it's been so long since they played that quality defense in 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 the in the uh, the Browns because they're feeling themselves. And it's just yeah. like Mike Tyson said, man. We'll see how they react when they get absolutely uh-huh. punched in their mouth. And we saw uh. when they got a little beat up. That Purdy didn't Purdy didn't like that. You know, he didn't like that. And I think Metabike is gonna have something to have for him uh th- this weekend. But yeah, I, Rich, I appreciate you, know you coming right on, Rich. You know what this is in sign language right here? I do quicksand, not quicksand, baby. Quicksand. You just stepped in quicksand. I oh, can't I believe you no just put this. The game. They're not listening to me, Jim. I can't I don't know. We've been blocked by multiple we've been blocked. So I, I can't believe by multiple you just said not only are they gonna oh, double us up, oh, then you blocked. said we're gonna score late, and then you said Purdy's gonna outplay Lamar Jackson. Oh well, that's not that's the least of everything I said. Come on, guys, Lamar's great, but Purdy's mm-hmm. been phenomenal this year. Oh, I can't wait for this. Oh man, man, woo! Mm-hmm. I thought I'd take mm-hmm. the 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 purple Kool Aid right to the vein. Rich, woo! Hey, I love, I, I, I love it. I love it because I I can't wait until Monday night. I absolutely oh. can't wait. I wish they were um, playing right now. That's right, Seriously. right out front, right out Seriously. front on the concrete, yep. and uh, yeah, I know yep. a couple of players that would certainly show. For sure, up. If Rich, it was concrete. The Steelers stand or the Niners stand, no chance. Yeah, no chance. They're too soft. Concrete. Um, Not all right, all right, Richard. Well, we're gonna let you out of here, but I appreciate you joining us, spending a couple minutes with us, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yeah, Lamar, Love on you concrete. Boys. Appreciate Rich, y'all, man. On. Enjoy the show, man. <laughs> yeah, appreciate okay. it. See, See ya. All right. Well, yeah, dude. Lamar on concrete for real, though. Just think about that for a second. Comparison to somebody else. Cheating would not be, dude. He went with slides on. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as he doesn't slip. Yeah. Because we've seen him oh. lose his foot. How shocked are you by that prediction? By all three of them. So it's thirty-five well, ten with a late score. They double us up. They drop thirty-five on our defense. Purdy outplays Lamar. I'm, 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 I'm uh, flabbergasted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just can't believe after everything I heard before that. Yeah. That he went, I mean, he talked about the defense, best defense they played all year, and 35 points will be dropped. Uh, Tyler says, and Purdy is the real deal. His spot throws primo. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been phenomenal this year. There's no doubt sure. about it. But let's see what he can do if the Ravens are able to get a lead. Mm-hmm. And let's see if he can come back. Let's just see. I don't want to come off as a Purdy hater. I just think it's still kind of crazy to think that 
after all Lamar Jackson's done in the NFL to just simply say that in this matchup, Purdy's going to outplay Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson gets outplayed by the by the by the opposing quarterback very mm-hmm. few times. Period. It's just not a good bet to make. Yeah, yeah. It just no, doesn't happen very often. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Ryan Laney says Ravens five and two against the Niners. <laughs> uh, we always leave the lights on. Yeah, yeah. We're we're. Uh, it's been a while since the Niners have gotten the best of the Ravens, and I don't I don't know if that's going to change this weekend. So. Yeah. yeah, they have a lot of advantages being at home and, and all that stuff. That's fine. But it seems like a team that's on a mission. And as long as the Ravens don't allow themselves to get down big early and give them all kinds of confidence, if they keep it tied or if they have a lead early parts, I think the Niners are going to get a little bit nervous about playing a good team in a tight game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get into our – our uh, let's finish up some of these Super Chats and let's get into some of our preview here. Sean says, evening, boys. Friendly reminder, don't drink and drive at 4 p.m., especially after making eye contact with a state trooper. And go Ravens. Our boys will make this game competitive. So is yeah. this is this what, what is he referring to here? Something that happened today? Sounds like, sounds like he pulled someone over today <laughs> who probably gotcha. was leading a work Christmas party, is my guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh decided to make eye contact with Sean. And drive on the wrong side. Of hey, Sean, I got a good story. This will be 10 seconds, Glenn. I'm pulling after the, the Canelo. Um, I don't drink. I've literally never drank in my life. But after the Canelo Mayweather fight, my wife and I were leaving the uh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. We're leaving. We pull out. I just get super nervous behind cops because I, I pulled over by some jerk cops when I was a young kid who, like, freaked me out. So I'm nervous about cops. I don't like them. They don't like me. Whatever. Anyway, I get pulled over, and the cop flashes lights behind me because he's trying to pull over people drinking from the boxing match, right? Mm-hmm. Pulls over the wrong person because I'm about as dry as every lake in California. But uh, I pull off to the left. I cross two lanes of traffic to pull off in the opposite side shoulder just because I was so scared. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't like interacting with cops. So he pulled over. On the, he was like, dude, what are you doing? He literally started laughing. <laughs> what did you just do? Anyway, yes, don't drink and drive. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Costs too daggone much to get yeah. that fixed um let's see here all right well let's get into oh jl says why are they sucking the niners so much <laughs> when was the last time the ravens lost three in a row like the like the niners did earlier this year ravens will win 34 10 disrespect has gone too far nfc is trash yeah i mean i love how people want to say well the afc hasn't looked as strong lately when they're literally playing other teams in the afc like, of course, they're going to beat each other up. Like, tell me when when the NFC comes over and, and beats the crap out of a contending AFC team. And then I'll say, OK, I see I, I see something. But last I've checked, when they come visit the AFC, they go home with a loss in their back pocket. And yeah. just ask the just ask the Dallas Cowboys how it went when they got absolutely ran through by a team that doesn't even like to run the ball. Yeah. And I'll just say this. I think ultimately, whoever wins this game, I think it's pretty crazy to just say it's going to be a wide, by a wide margin. I know I'm certainly not saying it. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. Todd Heap says, if this is Super Bowl preview, uh, wouldn't the loser have the advantage in the Super Bowl? I've kind of thought about that. I recall getting our butt kicked by Denver a few weeks before the Mile High Miracle, easy to adjust, easier to adjust to a loss. Yeah, you can say it both ways. You can adjust to a loss, or you can have confidence going in and really stomp on their throats. So just yep. saying like, hey, I've already done this before. We're about to do it again, right? So – I understand what you're saying, Todd, but it uh, I think it swing the pendulum there swings both ways. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you could frame it either way you want, just like you can make a statistic either way you want it. Uh, yeah, 
yeah, I, I don't I don't know if it, it buys any team any advantages. Don C says in the last 30 games that the 49ers were trailing in the fourth quarter. They only had three wins. The Ravens need to run the ball and no turnovers. Yeah, Don the, the, C pulling stats up out of the basement. Dude, I was shocked since the since Shanahan's been there. I think they have one one or no fourth quarter comebacks uh when they're trailing in the fourth quarter. Mm. Like shocking like because he's supposed to be this offensive genius to hear that he couldn't orchestrate a single comeback in his tenure in the fourth quarter is is quite shocking um is, is that is that that is that also a thing too when one your quarterback isn't your best offensive player and two you are a very system dependent offense like it's a it's a mm-hmm. system not players thing like yeah they have great players it's not my point but like when things break down in the system we always have eight I'm not saying like True. you can, you know, that's something you need to, that's sustainable. My point is for three, a handful of plays, when it comes down to that, he makes spectacular plays, but when you're system dependent, maybe some of those things can be lacking. That's true. And when you are, and when you are <laughs> like Shanahan is so stringent on staying in the system, whereas a yeah, guy yeah. like Todd Munkin has, he doesn't yeah. have like a traditional system because he gets pieces from multiple different systems and he has kind of a unique, so he's a chameleon, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's what's pretty cool uh, about what he has to run. I mean, he's already taken pieces of Roman, and, and, and like yep. it's just – it's not like uh, you can just go, oh, it's the Shanahan system because it's <laughs> not like anything you've seen before with Todd Don's Munkin's going killer. in, dude. Yeah, let's see. Don C says, will your three-way bromance last if our Ravens curb stomp Rich and his beloved 49ers? Yeah, absolutely it will. He's been to the game. He was at the, Niner, he was at the Niners game with us, uh, with me. On Thanksgiving, um, what was and you're still friends. Seventeen, and let me tell you, the Ravens fans around us didn't even have; they felt no need to give him any extra ribbing. <laughs> what or that mean? Because they were like, "That guy's got it." I mean, that guy's got it. I was right here, screaming into his face. Guy's a good sport; he can handle it. Uh, so yeah, now the the bromance will live strong after this. Don C, have no worries, have no fears. Um, let's see here. I want to, I want to start talking about some yeah. of their defensive stars and, and yeah, yeah. get into some of their rankings because man, this is the first team in a long time, Jimbo, where it's not going to be the Ravens rankings, uh, stats and rankings and the team we're playing like they are, they are yeah. certainly right up there. So of course, a bunch of the, the names on that defensive side of the ball that you guys all know and, and have heard before Fred Warner, we talked about him, the stud linebacker next to him is Dre Greenlaw. I don't know if if there's another team that could realistically say we have the best two linebackers and actually form an argument against what the Ravens are bringing out there. That's how mm-hmm. good Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. They they are competing for the best two with Roquan and Pat Queen. Then, of course, Nick Bolson, and Chase, uh, Chase Young. They're, they're two young studs. I mean, Nick Bosa was defensive player of the year last year. They can obviously get after the passer. Eric Armstead, who's iffy right now, has not participated. He'll, he'll be uh, rushing from from the interior as well as some some edge work. And then Charvarius Ward is is their best corner and, and looks to, to really get physical with guys on the outside and, and lock up the opposing team's number one. Now, as far as where they rank, it's pretty damn good. They're second in points, Jimbo. They give up 16.7 average points per game. In yards, they're ninth. They give up 310 yards per game. Third down conversions, just 22nd. They give up 40% conversion rate to opposing offenses on third down. Uh, let's see, rushing defense, they're third. They give up just 89 and a half yards per game on average. Passing yards, they're 15th. They give up 220 and a half 
passing yards on average per game. So again, a team that is certainly going to be bringing a damn good defense to go up against our offense. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to the test. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, like you said, I mean, I think the Ravens are pretty battle tested. We talked about that, but um, so I think they have the the guys to get it done. Uh, we we saw what the offense did last week, and I'm looking forward to them building on that. And I just want to um, mention when it comes to us offensively, I mean, we know what we've been, but my offensive key to the game, and I almost made them my breakout player, but I didn't because I kind of can't, is uh, beat them up at the line of scrimmage. This defense, we talked about it with Rich and before Rich, their their defensive line is struggling a little bit from a health standpoint. So we're going to be a place where we beat them up. It's going to be a, a, at the line of scrimmage. And so we got to get physical with them. We got to get nasty with them. Look, I grew up with a, a handful of wrestlers in my own house. And mm-hmm. uh, I know that uh, they know how to uh, get dirty. All right. Mm-hmm, so look, mm-hmm. whatever Linderbaum, whatever tricks he's got in his sleeve, whatever wrist lock, whatever chin dig he's got, I want all of it. Get dirty with him at the line of scrimmage, scrimmage and uh, beat him up. Do your very best to do so. Um, I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and then I'll say you as my offensive Key, uh, pl- uh, key uh breakout player glenn mm-hmm. lamar jackson dropped a hint for me today lamar jackson in a in a media thing for christmas they put out a video with lamar jackson asking some christmas questions who's the grinch in the locker room you know who he said who's that isaiah likely baby isaiah likely's gonna fly into to to the old santa clara mm-hmm. the big levi and, the big blue and, jean and steal christmas from the 49ers baby i think that was a little bit of a hint about okay. what he's about to do so I'm going with Isaiah Likely as my offensive breakout player of the game. I cannot wait. I hope he shows up in the full Grinch suit, dude. Full Grinch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I think he's got to be encouraged seeing what Trey McBride did to this very defense last week going for mm-hmm. double-digit catches and over 100 yards. Uh, yeah, I hope Isaiah Likely goes absolutely bonkers. Uh, just Somebody asked about what the red zone percentage were uh, was, even though um, they said third down didn't matter, which is obviously ridiculous. Um but the red zone scoring defense is 10th. They give up touchdowns uh, 51% of the time when opposing offenses reach the end or reach the red zone. So uh, they're good in that too. Top 10 in basically anything you can think of. They are, are certainly uh, a tough defense. But to me, this game is going to come down to what happens on first and second down from the Ravens offense. If the Ravens are able to be efficient and be effective on first and second down and avoid third and eight, third and nine, third and 10, when those pass rushers are going to be able to just turn loose on our – look, I, I'm, I'm not going to act like our tackles aren't at a disadvantage in this game. Right. I love the fact that they're participating in practice. I think that's super important. But there's a reason why McCarry is is time-sharing with Stanley at left tackle. It's because Stanley's, Stanley's not able to anchor right now. He's not having uh, success putting his foot in the ground and standing these defensive ends up as they try and bull rush. And so that's concerning when I look at – I mean, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, and 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 Eric Armstead, and I think they even didn't they pick up Gregory. Like I think they picked up Randy Gregory too. Like I I think they just decided we're oh, going to take any any talented pass rusher, no matter what's going on off the field, and at least in concern with that guy. Uh, and and yeah, so they're going to have a ton of pass rushers. So I'm concerned if we're in third and long situations that those pass rushers are going to get, if not get to Lamar, at least bother him and force an errant throw or, 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 or something like that. So to me, got to win first down, got to win second down. And look, I'm encouraged. When I look at these numbers, I think the Ravens can run on this team. And it, it hurts losing Keaton Mitchell. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. The home run mm-hmm. threat 
that he brought was was it's got to be something that DC's kept him up late at night. So it's going to be more of the Gus show, and certainly we're going to see more of Justice Hill than we have yet this season. But ultimately, it's going to come down to Lamar Jackson. And so I hope that even with the Keaton Mitchell loss, we can continue to win first and second down and set us up for third and short. Uh, I think that's the recipe for success. Tyler says, shut down Bosa. Our QB is a minority. Bosa yeah. is hungrier. What is it? What? Meme, Meme aside. aside, we really need to catch that man, though we did we let Garrett that man. go off and still won one. Um, I don't always know what Ty, what I, I guess this is, I don't know what this means. Honestly. He's generations younger than us. Yeah. This yeah, is a so. kid that's grown up with social media his entire life and limited characters. Yeah, I don't know what that. I don't understand what this means. Yeah, but I agree. We got to shut down Bosa. Um, I wonder what your papers look like when you turn them in in school. Well, he's like 25, so he hasn't done that in a while. I wonder what his emails look like in work. <laughs> Are they all three sentence, three three word sentences, and then a period. Maybe. I mean, I get it. It it it's good. It's yeah. good. Don't get me wrong. It's just different. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, we got to watch him. Any Bosa on the field, you got to keep an eye on that guy. Um. Yeah. But yeah, well, my breakout right. they're not, player. They're not the brightest light bulbs in the bunch, so I'm not that worried about it. Man, I said it. Like I said it. I don't care. I'm not taking it back. They're, they pay. They pay like it. That's for sure. Uh, they're paid. They're paid like they're geniuses. Um, no, they my breakout player. They are not paid to think. Uh, is Gus Edwards. I, Gus Edwards has oh. to be big in this game. He's going to have to obviously take more of, of the load on with the with the absence of Keaton Mitchell. And I I, I wonder, Jimbo. I want to get your take on this. Do you think we see any or much of Melvin Gordon this weekend? Mm-hmm. Now nah, I don't think I, I think we see some limited Melvin, but okay. I I, I want to get back to what you said about Gus, and I'm glad you picked him as your as your uh, key breakout player to this game because I think Gus plays better in these scenarios. Gus is a diesel. He's a train motor. He's a he's a okay. He's a bus. So at this point, he's a diesel, right? A bus. I mean, uh, you know, when he gets started, it takes a little bit of time. But you get that bus moving, it's kind of hard to stop. That momentum will really get going. So if you give Gus like the six to nine carries a game, eh. I don't think that there's a ton, a ton of value there. You get Gus in the 12, 18, 20 range. That's really when he starts wearing on you mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. and over and over again. So I, I'm, I'm glad you picked him. And I think that in a scenario like this where he's more of the traditional bell cow, if you will, I think we get more out of him specifically. I'm not saying that it, you know it's it, we should have been doing this all along. But in this scenario, I think we get more out of Gus. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I like to it. yeah, let's let him bludgeon these guys for three quarters and see yeah. how, what they have left in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. Okay, so apparently... This is racist. I've yeah, seen some of these meme. comments, but I'm just going to stay away from all this. Well, I think what, what I saw Tyler put in the text is that basically his stats against black quarterbacks are unbelievable, and his stats against white quarterbacks are not so good. So I guess when he plays black quarterbacks, he goes absolutely crazy for whatever reason. Yeah. And when he plays white quarterbacks, he doesn't have big games. So... Take, well, we'll that, take that, whatever you want to make of that. Uh, but it's a good thing Lamar is, is a minority amongst minorities. <laughs> He's one of one, baby. You like That's that? True. He is one of one. That is a fact. Because no Lamar comparable. Jackson is more than a black quarterback. That's right. That's right. Let him know, Jimbo. Uh, oh. But yeah, I mean, to me, it's all about staying ahead of the chains, not getting into third and long. And Love obviously, it. we say this every week. You can't turn the ball over. Can't hurt yourself. Uh, he, he, this team is too good to help them out. Can't help them in any way. Can't do it. Just can't do it. 
I agree. Um, Can't be one of those games where somehow you lose the turnover battle and win the game. Right. Can't right. Be. Yeah. This ain't this ain't the right. Jets. This ain't you know the Steelers. Uh, right. Don't you love I can put them in the category of the oh, Jets? So it's just a, such a great feeling. It's yeah. Like, uh, all right, let's let's flip the coin here and let's go to um, the Ravens uh, defense, of course, which we've talked about a lot against their offense. Now we've talked about names here, and I think Glenn's going to give us some stats, but just to give you some players to watch, some that you know, some that you might not know. A lot of these you guys already know, certainly if you play fantasy football. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, of course, the the all pro running back back there, just past 20 touchdowns. Debo Samuel in the second half of the season, I can attest to the fact that he's picked it up. He's now a bit healthier. Brandon Ayuk, of course, is a stud himself. George Kittle, the former All-Pro tight end, the do-it-all tight end. Um, and then, of course, probably, I mean, I guess he's the best left tackle in the NFL, not probably. Um, Trent Williams uh, beats pretty much everyone, including cancer. So, um, yeah, Trent Williams is uh, is out there at the left side to stamp whoever's in front of him. Uh, so they got some boys on offense. I also don't want to disrespect Brock Purdy because I noticed that he's not on the list for names offensively. We never put the quarterback on there. I guess that's true. But this also might be the list of best players offensively. Um, and he's, anyway, I'm just not going to keep – I'm not going to keep bragging on Purdy. But uh, to, to Sean Pisker's point, no disrespect to Purdy. He's good. But Purdy is an MVP of his own team. Also true. How can he be the MVP of the league? Uh, you know, when they had all the injuries, Purdy, look, all Lamar Jackson does when there's injuries is lead us to first in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just saying. But, um, yeah, so I agree with you, Sean. But uh, we won't kick that dead horse. We'll do that after we stomp one That's Brock right. Purdy. Um, but, uh, Glenn, why don't you – I mean, we, we can we can get into uh, their mm-hmm. offensive statistics yeah. if you want. Or, for the sake of time, we can get into – your defensive keys of the game. It's all of well, you. I'll quickly, I'll quickly run through the stats. So in points, offensively, they're third, 30 and a half points per game. Yards, they're second, 402 yards per game, Jimbo, is their average. Third down percent, 48% of the time they convert. That's fourth in the league. Red zone scoring, Jimbo, they're first. They score red, they score touchdowns 68.5% of their red zone trips. Uh, yeah. Rushing yards. They're third, 140 rushing yards average mm-hmm. per game. Mm-hmm. Passing yards. They're second, 262 and a half passing yards per game. So as good as that defense was Jimbo, their offense is better. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they are just that good. So <laughs> well, I have, I have a, another percentage for you. What's that? I have another statistic for you. 70% of the games they've won are against NFL JV football teams. <laughs> I just want to give you their wins. Pittsburgh, the, the the ones I'm considering JV teams. Now, Pittsburgh Steelers beat us, but Pittsburgh, Giants, Arizona, loss, loss, loss. Tampa Bay, Seattle, Seattle, Arizona. What's their best win? What's their I two mean, I, best wins? I guess, I mean, the Philly, which the Eagles don't look that great right now, but certainly that's a that's a big win. And then I mm-hmm. guess the the... The Rams week two, but they were beat up still at the beginning of the season. I don't know what their other big win would be. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, the curious. Seattle Seahawks are like there. They're they're 500 or something, right, in the NFC, which is doo-doo. So, I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying. All I'm okay. saying is that you're throwing out some stats. So I wanted to add a little bit of spice to the stats here. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm feeling it, dude. I, I, 
I need. A, I mean, I look here. Here's right the. Now. I need a pulpit, Glenn. You you, you got to think. The, the good thing I, I like about this is this is a, a deep or an offensive scheme that has given the Ravens some issues in the sense that uh, they like to get our big guys moving left to right, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. instead of letting you know those get big guys just take and absorb blocks and let our linebackers fly around, they they want these guys moving left to right and allow CMC to pick and choose when he decides to cut back and. You know, he's as good as they get. I mean, CM uh, Christian McCaffrey is an all-pro running back and an all-pro receiver. There's not many pl players in history that were all-pro at two different positions on the offensive side of the ball. So they're really good. But everything that they're – all these guys, one thing they're all good at is they're so good after the catch with the ball uh -huh. in their hands. Uh -huh. Debo Samuel uh -huh. might be the best receiver in the league at that. Brandon Ayuk is really good at it as well. George Kittle might be the best tight end in the league as far as yak yards with the ball in his hands. And we know what, what Christian McCaffrey can do. So to me, the biggest thing is tackle in space. They have four players in top 15 in yak. When you look at, when you sort by, uh, certainly by pass catchers, George Kittle's in, in the top like, 15 as far as all pass catchers, you know, and as far as tight ends, I mean, he's, he's certainly way up there. So, it's to me, it's about tackling in space. You cannot let Debo did what he did last week, or was it last week or two weeks ago, where he caught two really short crossing routes. I think it was and then two he just yeah, he just decided to break a tackle, turn yeah. up field, and run for a 60 yard touchdown. So, what's got me confident about what they like to do is they want to dominate the middle of the field, Jimbo, and, and them more than any other team. They want to run crossing routes and dominate the middle of the field. Well, if there's any team. They can neutralize a team that has Kittle, CMC, Debo, and Brandon Ayuk. It's a team that dominates the middle of the field defensively with Roquan Smith, with Patrick Queen, and with that daggone unicorn in Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton could be, the, uh, you know, our secret weapon in this game. And and mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan said, "Look, he's in year two. He's the best safety in the league. Best safety yep. in the league." And yep. so, while I I respect their offense, I, I think they're. The way he can scheme guys where you never see two guys running into, you know, with Brent, with Roman, we saw guys running into each other, standing next to each other, holding their hand. No separation with this guy's spacing, his ability to draw guys up and get them open and mm -hmm. having guys running free. It's, it's pretty special. So you got to give the guy credit. But I think when they play two tough defenses, they played two top, top nine EPA defenses this year. Those two were the for the Cleveland Browns and the Minnesota Vikings, who are ninth in that category. Two losses. They lost both of them. So yeah, even though they're good, and I have a ton of respect for them, I think if we tackle in space, obviously slow down CMC, and you can rattle Brock Purdy. And the way they're going to do it is my breakout player, Jimbo. Yeah, they're great at, uh, I mean, left tackle, like you said, best in the game. Trent Williams, I feel sorry for whoever's in front of him because you're probably going to get stuck in his belly button for a few quarters. But the interior, they're not so good. So we got a guy, Metabico's done something that Aaron Donald never did, Reggie White never did, Michael Strahan never did, and that's a sack in 11 straight games. He's going to do it again in this one, Jimbo. He's going to be the difference maker. And don't be surprised. I'm not I'm not rooting for it. I'm not cheering for it. But we knock quarterbacks out of games, Jimbo. Yeah, we do. We Hands knock guys out of games. And so mm – -hmm. As much as Brock Purdy, I think it's a little underrated for his mobility because every young quarterback has mobility. Remember Joe Flacco when he came in the league? He <laughs> even he has mobility. So everybody has a little mobility when they move in the league. So he does have a little bit, but not enough to get away from Meta BK and those boys. And so I think we rattle him. 
and that's my breakout player. What do you mm, think, Jeff? I like it. I love it a lot. I, I love all of that. And just to add to that, I mean, I think the thing about Shanahan, which which makes our defense difficult for him, is, is one, I think we have two of the best tacklers in the NFL in Kyle Hamilton and, and Roquan Smith, and they're so dependent on Yak. Mm-hmm. They're so dependent on it, right? Like winning those one-on-one matchups. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy thing to do, but like you said, if we got the if anyone has the horses for it, I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and so, one, my breakout player of this game is Kyle Hamilton because you talked about the ability to control the middle of the field, and Kyle, outside of our linebackers, just makes it impossible. Just makes mm-hmm. it so because he's so long, he's got so much, so much speed, he's so savvy. But his tackling ability is so sure. He welcomes physicality all at the same time. He can do it all, right? So, and then my key to the game, and and this goes right along with what you're saying, and then also with how we're going to beat this scheme, is that we've got to win in space in in blocking scenarios. We've got to shed, and we've got to get there in bunches and and early. We've got to be able to get there, and in in times we we have to avoid one-on-one scenarios as much as I like our tacklers, you know, of, of, of ball carriers. Certainly, we've got to get there with more than one guy. So we've got to get through these blocks early and often and make it difficult on these runners with the ball to get more yak because we're there with two, three guys every single time um, is my defensive key to the game. But Glenn, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time because I'm tired of losing. Are you getting nervous, bro? No, I'm just tired of Dude, I, I'm like you in that race, dude. And you're that guy mouth breathing ahead of me up. No, trying to hump no, it up no, that no, hill. no, 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 You're trying no, to hump no. it up that hill. I'm, no. I'm nose breathing right behind you, brother. <laughs> and I can just hear you, right? That's right. I love it. Well, we'll see who's got what left in the tank, baby. But Todd Eve says, who would you ra- who would you favor? Both teams against the run, both teams against the pass, offensive running, offensive throwing the ball, and special teams. I don't understand your question, Todd. Well, hold on. Let me help him. I, I got him. Both teams against the run. Honestly, I got to give the Niners a little bit. of uh, Their run defense has been better than the Ravens as of late. Our pass defense, I give us the edge because yes. they've okay, been okay, historically okay. good. Offensive running, I got to give them the edge. I mean, they got Even CMC. Even though we're first in the league. I know, I know, but, you, you know. Lamar in there. That's true. That's true. I mean, that's a tough one, but I'm going to give push? it to. Can we push? Okay, that's a we'll take that as a because we are number one in the league after all. Um, yeah. so, so we can say that as a push. Offense throwing the ball. You got to give them credit. I mean, Purdy's yeah. putting up crazy yeah. numbers. I'll give him that. And then obviously we'll take special teams because we got the GOAT, who I don't care what the numbers are, Jimbo. If the game's on the line, it's just yeah. like Dion said. I'm as fast as I need to be. And Tucker's as accurate as he needs to be. And that accuracy will be proven right through the uprights Monday night if it comes Amen. down to it. Amen. Amen. But mm-hmm. it's time to get into it, Todd. So pardon me, but we got to get to this. Brought to you by BetUS, of course, our sponsor of the show. They will match your initial deposit for any of your gambling needs. Go gamble on this game if you want to because the Ravens are dogs, and the last seven dogs in a row have won on Monday night. Go make yourself some money. Use our promo code 410 or use the link in the description. You get matched up to 125%, up to $2,500. It's a ton of money, some free cash. Have fun. Don't gamble irresponsibly. Don't bet the house on it. Just have some fun. Uh, if you want to give somebody that you know that loves football and loves gambling a Christmas present, I mean, this is kind of an easy one. You know, they get free money, right? So they can have a little bit of fun. Now, if it's somebody that you know has a little problem with gambling, I wouldn't suggest doing that for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But somebody who enjoys it and does so responsibly. Uh, all that being said, it's time to get into our competition, which, of course, we do every week. It's our over-under. You guys can participate because we have a viewer winner and an show internal winner every week. The way you participate is leaving your answers in the comments section on YouTube after this video is over or even easier. 
above Glenn's head, there are three YouTube or uh, uh, social media handles. You can send us a direct message on any of them with your answers, and they will get viewed and considered for your submit submission. All right, DK has done it done it this week. Um, so DK, let's get right to it. Over under number one, Ravens rushing yards 150 and a half yards. Uh, right now they're averaging 163.8 yards per game on the season. I'm just gonna say it. They're going over, over, and it's not gonna be that close. Glenn, what say you? Yeah, I mean, look, the way I look at it, if if the uh, if the Cardinals can run for 235. I got to think the Ravens can run for 150. So I'm going to say absolutely over the number one rushing team. And yeah, they lost Keaton Mitchell, but they still got Lamar Jackson and they still got Gus Edwards. So over as well. And it looks like DK is in agreement. So we all three say over. All right. Next one is Ravens time of possession, Jimbo. He puts it at 30 minutes last week. We had a 34 minute, 19 second time of possession over under Jimbo. Yeah, I, I think, let's see, I went under on this one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, I did. Mm-hmm, I went mm-hmm. under on this one. I'm go, I'm going, I hate this. Can I, I'm just going to switch it on a fly. I'm going go. over. I'm go. going to shade over. Okay. Shade over, but I'm going over. Ravens are going over. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say under, but barely. I think this is a tight one. I think it's a 29-minute, uh, you know, I think it's barely under. But I'm going to say right. under nonetheless. I think the Ravens might get a couple this short This is a good field. one. I like this one. Yeah, this one's this one's tough. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say under. DK says over. Okay, so I'm the lone under here. This could be my area right there. You see that? You see where it happened? Mm-hmm. That's where I took the. So lead. you take the hill. That's right. That's right. All right. The first defensive over under is Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. Total. This tackles. is the easy one, DK. Between the two of them, for me, I felt like seventeen and a half. It's going over. Well, it's so easy. DK says under. Yeah, it's going on. I think Rokon's going to have like 14 himself. He's going to be getting tackles in the parking lot before the game starts. (laughs) Somehow. Yeah, I got him going over as well. That seems seems like uh, to to imagine 10 tackles from Roquan and and 8 from Pat Queen seems like a layup to me. Uh, And with the way they want to run the ball, of course. So I'm going to say over as well. And DK says under. Man, he's trying to make a comeback, Jimbo. He's tired of losing, man. He wants to take his throne back, dude. Hey, I'm worried with that. Yeah, I'm not. It ain't happening. He ain't winning. Um, all right. Next one is Christian McCaffrey rushing and receiving yards. So you talk about a do it all back. He certainly is one of them. Uh DK puts it at a 115 and a half. What do you think, Jimbo? Yeah, I'm going under here. That is not what I put. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Yeah, I'm going yeah. under. I think that if you look at the common thread between teams that have been successful against Christian McCaffrey. He just hasn't had incredibly productive games. And I realize rushing and receiving, this is a tall task. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say the Ravens' defense is up for it. I'm going under. And this might be a little bit of me just being emotional. But I don't mm-hmm. even care. I'm just rolling with the emotions. Let's go going under. What say you, my friend? Well, look, DK can typically take emotion out of things, and he agrees with you. So maybe it's not you being so emotional. I'm going to say over just because, like you said, that's a lot to ask. It is. The fact that, you know, that as much as they want to get this guy involved through the air and on the ground, 115 is a pretty low number for him. So I say he gets 116 and they catch an L. So I say over. All right, first tiebreaker is? Total score, Jimbo, 47 and a half. This might is th- this is definitely the highest over under that DK set on the mm-hmm. season. Is that is mm-hmm. that not correct? Uh I so with so. that being said, 
over under. I'm going over. I'm going over on this one. I think both defenses will give up more than their average. I think this game ends up being like, uh, let's see, does this put me over? Yeah, 28-26 type game. Um, so I'm going over here, and I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I say over as well. I think it's more like a 28-20, but it's still over, and and I still like our chances. So I'm going to say 28-20 to 20 Okay. over the total. DK agrees, so we're all three in agreement. I think it's the only one we've all agreed on. So it, if it, mm. we are tied amongst the first four, it's going to come down to the closest to the pin here. So let's get into our yardage predictions. Jimbo, how many total yards? Are the Ravens going to have this week? Yeah, I'm going 345. I'm going efficiency in this game. 345, not the craziest numbers, but I think they get it done uh, with that number. Wow, okay. I'm going to say 362. Don't ask me why. <laughs> uh, no, but I do think we have success on the ground. I think we have more success on the ground than we do through the air. But I do think we continue to hit those chunk plays. And even though uh, we didn't hit on all of them, we hit three of the longest plays of the week when Lamar did hit them. So uh, I, like I like I like our chances of getting getting some y- yards through the air as well. DK thinks we're gonna we're we're gonna have some Feel success. The most confident. Yeah, three hundred ninety yards is DK's prediction. Remember DK's so. week one, it was like five hundred eighty five or something. Dude, he was he was really drinking <laughs> the Kool Aid, dude. He was loving it. Um, let's see here. All right, let's get through some of these super chats here because I think there's yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. right that we have yeah. not addressed. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I can't wait for this first one here, Jimbo, because I want you to take this one. Yeah, I'm just going to leave my answer really simply. No, no, not a chance, because all, all we've seen from Kyle Shanahan is success in the regular season and uh, not getting not not getting the well, job he gets done. to the Super Bowl and then he. Right, and then, yeah, I think Kyle's biggest flaw is that John is focused on his players, his players and making his players the best they can be. And Shanahan is focused on tinkering with his system. Mm. I think that's okay. his full as a head coach, as a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously Kyle's a, a brilliant offensive mind, but I will never, ever forgive him, nor will I ever forget. 28 3. 28 to 3. You oh. goof. 28 to 3. And you, you got the MVP at quarterback. Dude. And let I mean, there the were gas. so many moments. I'm like, punting is fine. Running the, you're in field goal range. They were in field goal range, Jimbo, and he threw it. And took, took a sack. massive sack that lost them the game. Yeah, he could have that. knelt it. He could have knelt it in field goal range, but you take a big sack. So I haven't forget the late game collapses. And what I know from John Harbaugh, when he gets to the to the Super Bowl, we ready. We that's ready, right. and we're going home with a win because that's just what Baltimore does. So I'll take John Harbaugh, but I Love wouldn't it. mind. I, I, you know what? Even with those collapses, I might consider Kyle Shanahan for my OC. I might. I might. <laughs> nice. I love it. All right, let's get these last two. Appreciate it from our from some of our biggest supporters. Don Caesars, appreciate you guys. Merry Christmas. Love what you guys are building here at 410 Sports Talk. Thank you so much, Don C. We greatly appreciate Legend, it. We know man. you work hard out there for your money, and we are grateful that we're able Jimbo, to. Jimbo, they could be watching anyone on the internet. And they provide, they hang out with us. I mean, Crazy. we're able to. It's, look, the feeling is absolutely reciprocal, so we are so grateful for the opportunity we have to just hang with you guys, to be part of this community. For you guys yep. allowing us to be the mouthpiece of this community that, that's been created because of you guys. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, Don. We appreciate it because we know money does not come by any of us easily. So thank you very much and a happy very holiday generous. and Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, thank you, Don. Much yeah. appreciated. Sean, to you as well. Merry Christmas, boys. Giving y'all this 50 for y'all's hard work and being awesome dudes. Merry Christmas. 
Thank you, boys, so much. The only thing I want to say related to this, if any of you guys are ever feeling so inspired, the top corner is our PayPal, and it's it. Uh, YouTube doesn't take a cut from that. So if you're ever just feeling generous and you want to support the show, no. hit up the PayPal. That's all I'm saying. I just um, saw your private chat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just look, straight Keeping up. Keeping it real. Keeping it 100. Yeah. But uh, uh, no, Jimmy's got to go to a bathroom break, guys. I was just, I'm gonna blow his spot up. Jimmy's got to go, uh, take a you know, what? I'm, I'm sweating um, over here, dude. I'm sweating over here. But thank you guys so much, so so much, Glenn. I just want to so tell generous. you that look, this is year four, it's been an absolute blast. We do this yeah. every year. I get emotional every year. I love doing the show, and so cool. uh, I love doing it with you and DK. I love you guys. Thank you so much for the opportunity to work with you guys. Merry yeah. Christmas, Glenn. I hope that your son has an awesome one. I hope that Katie and yourself also have an awesome one. DK, mm-hmm. with your family as well. Let's go. Jimbo, couldn't be doing this with a better guy. Obviously, finding DK was like, I mean, holy Dude, smokes. I mean, we talked about haystack. it. I mean, the luckiest guys in the world. And, of course, super lucky to have you guys watching us. I mean, I hope you guys all have a very Merry Christmas. Jimbo, I hope Henry is is just super excited when he's Glitching opening everywhere. those presents. Absolutely. I hope Tanya has a fantastic I hope I know your in-laws are in town. You got the whole family in town. That's right. Obviously, uh love your parents. Great respect for for everyone. So I hope everyone watching as well as everyone involved with the show has a merry, merry Christmas. But don't forget, we'll be here on Christmas. Christmas. Woo! We ain't taking no nights off. Nah. Nope. We're gonna be right here. And I want all these goofballs. Let me see. I want Easy Money's punk self back here, and I want him with his chest out after we kick it, kick the chest in of the 49ers. I want, <laughs> I want you back. Love because, it. Uh, but I have a feeling he won't be back. You know, I, no. I got a sneaky suspicion he'll say I was sleepy after my meal on Christmas night and I didn't <laughs> stay up late enough because he's going to be running from those receipts that we're keeping. I'm, I'm keeping receipts, Easy That's Money. That's right, baby. That's right. I'm keeping yeah, them, sh- but what's up? No, I was going to say shout out to all you guys, man. All yeah, you guys, and, really and thanks for Rich for joining us. Appreciate yeah. you coming on and yeah. sharing some time with us. But that's it for us tonight. We'll be back Monday night. Christmas be night. We'll be here. Or be square. You got it. Let's go. Yeah. Love yeah. it.